friends, welcome to Live Boldly with Sarah Shulton Kranz, a survivor, thriver, adventurer, and believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly, regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from handpicked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Live Boldly with Sarah Shelton Kranz. As you know, I love tackling all sorts of different kinds of subjects within my podcast. Today's is one that you are going to want to please grab your journal and listen to and take notes. Before I dive into Kaylin McDuff, who I've interviewed, I want to remind you that we are now filling our October of 2021 retreat. It is co-ed. Our retreats have been filling up. We only accept eight clients per retreat. Um, we do everything from deep dive coaching for three months, and then within the five days in the Grand Canyon, that means two nights at the bottom, we coach, we uh, meditate, we adventure, we hike, we really dive into who we are as human beings, we heal, we transform, and we find our similarities through all of our differences. So please, if this is of interest to you, send an email to joe at sarahsholtoncranz.com. That is J-O at sarahsholtoncranz.com. And let's set up a um, let's set up a meeting and see if it's the right fit for you. So let's talk about Kaylin McDuff. We had an incredible conversation, but I do want to remind you, I do want to let you know, we do dive into everything from intimacy to sex to um, who we are as women, the femininity side of our life. Um, so if this is something that might be of triggering to you, if it might trigger you in some way, if you are experiencing uh, relational and betrayal trauma, for example, um, or if you've experienced deep sexual assault or anything like that, if this is a topic that is just too fresh, please take a pause on it and don't listen to it. For those of them, for those of you who are diving into that side of your life, where you are looking at your intimacy, your femininity, where you want to um, understand your sexuality more, coming out of very deep traumas like I have myself, um, with everything from uh, rape to or sexual assault to um, relational and betrayal trauma, this is a really good episode. We dive in. Uh, very beautifully, I believe, um, with the way that we talk about, we bring forth everything from our femininity and who we are as women. So Kaylin McDuff, the Working Woman's Pleasure Guide, she um, helps overlook, overworked, stressed, she helps overworked, stressed women who spend too much time in their heads to slow down and connect with their bodies so that, so that they can enjoy a life based in pleasure. She had never experienced an orgasm until the age of 33, which by the way, is very common. It's 10% of women do not experience orgasms. Um, so it's very interesting. She now is fully connecting with her body and all of the sensations it provides. Kaylin created a safe community, Cocoon, the fully embodied feminine experience where she uses her experience to mentor women in creating the shift for themselves so that they can let go, live joyfully and be bright again. She's also the host of Top Braided Sexuality Podcast, Any Way You Want It. I was a guest. It was amazing. Where loyal fans tune in regularly for her authentic, fresh, and edgy conversations about sex, relationships, and life. She has spoken on numerous stages, including LinkedIn's Talent Connect and Inner Nerds, a community of curious people in New York. Her most popular talk is Permission for Pleasure, and she is being featured in Voyage LA this month for her work with women and pleasure. 
please, like I said, if this is a topic that will be too triggering for you, take a pause, come back to it when you're ready for it. If it is something that interests you and you are ready to dive into this space, um, please do so. And uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Do grab your journal and your pen. And um, please also share with your friends, go in and rate my podcast. um, And let's continue uh, being ripples of kindness and love and joy for one another in this world. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Live Boldly podcast. I have on today, Caitlin McDuff. You and I had the most amazing conversation. Um, I was driving up north. We were in the car (laughs) and I was in the car. You were not. You were walking out in nature, I believe, or something. And um, my son was in the back seat. And I mentioned this. I was just on your podcast. And I was in your podcast. My son was in the back seat with his phone going out through probably Instagram, who knows, whatever else, Snapchat. And every once in a while, he would just look up at me like, what are you two talking about? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was an amazing conversation. And I'm so excited to have you here because we're going to dive into a lot around intimacy, around sex, around um, you know us as women. And I think it's something that I've never had anybody on my podcast um, having this conversation. We Mm. do a lot of podcasts about trust and courage and all the things. Yeah. This is a really important conversation. And the reason why is because it comes up within my clients over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I love your podcast because it addresses a lot of that as well. You have a multitude of different people on your podcast. Um, but I really want to get to know you first, and then I want to dive into this topic. Mm. So thank you for being on. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm, uh, yeah, this just feels like the beginning of something with you and me, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) We've been jamming now for about like over an hour, so (laughs) (laughs) which is awesome. So tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got into this work that you do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so um, I've become known as the working woman's pleasure guide. Um, <laughs> and I really help women get out of their heads and into their bodies so that they can lead lives that are based in desire. And so, you know, my story really starts um with uh, a career, well, actually all the way back, you know, I grew up in Wyoming um, and in, in a fairly like religious home. And, you know, I, I, I grew up in a world where we are told that our sex is not safe, that it's dirty. You know, I received all of the messages that you received just being born um, a woman in this world. And, um, and I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to be the good girl growing up. You know, I was like, that was the way that I could, um, that I could validate myself. It's like, okay, I'm going to do well in school and I'm going to do what people tell me to do. And then I just built a career on that. And so I spent, you know, 10 years in New York, which is where I sort of started my career um, you know, sort of working my way up in a few different industries. Um, the last one being tech, I, I worked at LinkedIn, which was really like 
my dream job at the time. You know, I was like, whoa, like I've really made it. Um, and the truth is that underneath that, I had so much hatred going on with my body and I wasn't even fully present to it. Wow. And so I, I just remember over and over feeling like, oh, I am, I'm broken. And as of the age of 32, I had never had an orgasm. Wow. Which is common. Right. It's Which very common. Very common. At least 10% of women out there have that experience. Yeah. And I like, but I, I just kept thinking like, well, there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And there was so much apology in my sex and in my life. You know, I just remember so, saying to men, oh, it's not you. It's me. Don't worry. You know, there was so much to do about it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I actually had started, um, bec- you know, becoming a coach. Like I knew like, oh, I really want to support people one-on-one to create the lives that they want. And so, as you know, when you get into this work, the work works you. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'm sort of like sitting there, you know, I had been a coach, um, in my coach training for about a year and I'm like, okay, well, I'm creating everything else in my life. Like what the hell is going on with my sex? Yeah. Right? And so I started sort of looking into that conversation and, you know, trying to masturbate and not even really loving that because I couldn't feel anything. Like I just, I could not feel my body. And I didn't know what to do. I was desperate. And then at the same time, I received a multiple sclerosis diagnosis. Wow. Wow. It just completely shook me. So Mm -hmm. here I am, you know, I'm already having all these doubts about my body because I've never had an orgasm. And then it's like, oh here's this diagnosis. One more reason why you're broken. Right. Right. So I just went down with that all the way down. And, you know, when you're in that place of like kind of desperation, you know, it, it was really like, um, it was really wild because people in the world, like, you know, knew me as this, like, I'm just this walking sunshine and possibility in the world. And all of a sudden it's like, oh no, I'm going down. Like, this is not pretty. Wow. So were you still in New York at the time that this happened? Yeah. Yeah. So I was in New York at the time. And, um, and so that is like, honestly, one of the scariest times of my life. Right. I mean, I spent two months trying to get a diagnosis. Right. So I didn't even know. Like, I was like, I can't feel my arm. I like can't see through my left eye. Or, you know, it was like blurred vision. And I had no idea what was happening. And it took a few months to get a diagnosis. And, and so I eventually got a diagnosis and, and, you know, started on the healing path with my multiple sclerosis. And um, as hard as that time was, I, it really gave me so much clarity about my life. 
you know, and I know you can relate to this. Like, I was just like, okay, well, like I got to live my full life here. Like, this is like no joke. Yeah. And so that's actually when I started seeking out work around my sexuality and that my feminine side and my sensuality, you know, I, I sought out specific transformation work that would really was going to support me to get into my body. And I started surrounding myself with women who were unapologetic about mm-hmm. sex. You know, like I was like, and and I was triggered, right? Because I'm like, who's this woman to be like prancing around wearing this like little outfit or whatever, you know, or um, just speaking about her sex in such an open way. Like it was triggering for me on one hand, but on the other hand, I was like, oh my gosh, like whatever these women have, I want that. Yes, yes. And so I started seeking out various practices. The the first, um, the first of which was a practice called orgasmic meditation. And it's just literally, it's a practice to support you to get into your body. And so for me, through this practice, which, you know, to, to let your listeners in on, you know, what it is, it's it's um you know it's a 15 minute practice the only goal is to just be connected and receive sensation on your clitoris wow wow and and so it's all done with really clear agreements so that you feel really safe and held right this is something you opt into right you got to be a full body yes to it Um, And it was really healing for me to just receive touch, right, with the only goal of just connecting and thawing out my body. Okay, you just said something. Yeah. You said of thawing out my body. Yeah. And the reason why I'm like, wow, okay, is because, and you and I had this conversation on the podcast that I was on with you. Mm-hmm. And that anybody that, no, you, in my situation, having gone through a rape, right? my body was literally frozen for so many years. And I didn't even know that that trauma was still within me and that it was affecting my own intimacy within mm-hmm. my whole life. And it's gone so deep as to with my own therapist where I've said, this makes complete sense that I ended up in a relationship where I didn't have to look at my sex. I didn't have to look at my sexuality. I didn't have to look at my intimacy. Mm-hmm. We still had the conversations we still had, but it was very surface level. It wasn't that deep dive into why can I not feel what my girlfriends are feeling? Mm-hmm. Why can I not have what my girlfriends are having? And so in my situation, it was taking on even more of that shame, even more of that responsibility, even more of that feeling like, okay, well, this is my fault. It has something to do with me. And so it created trauma on top of trauma, on top of trauma, on top of trauma, on top of trauma, which is why I'm sitting here with you saying, wow, yep, totally get this, totally get this. And it is for me, I love that term thawing out the body. And it's really about diving into and 
feeling who you are, but also thawing out. And I'm talking about cellular level, like all down cellular level of every piece of you. Yeah. And it's, you can't deny, (laughs) you can't deny also your woman parts. (laughs) Like you can't deny that. You can't deny the vagina too. Like, come on here. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that as I go deeper into my work, you know, I, I, I just don't think you can have a conversation about stepping into your power in the world without addressing your sexuality. I guess. Yes. I really like, yes. First degree, you know, firsthand experiencing this, and then with my clients experiencing this, um, you can do all you want to like go around it, but at some point, right, we all have something there, yes, you know, and and so being willing to like, whoa, really feel all of that. And I love what you said about it sort of building on itself, you know, because. It's like, where did my trauma come from? You know, it's like, I, you know, I did have a very difficult relationship with my father um, as, as a child, you know? And so I was carrying some of that stuff, right. That hadn't been fully addressed. And, and then just years and years of like wanting to be like a good Episcopal girl, you know, Episcopal, which is like Catholic light. And like, yeah next thing you know it's like whoa um all of this unaddressed stuff and and I didn't I did not know how numb my body was until I started thawing out oh wow girlfriends yeah (laughs) well we don't realize how deep our traumas are until we start finding clarity and we touching and stepping out of and getting that view of like Oh my gosh, I was really intertwined in all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like next thing you know, right? I'm um, you know, this this became a practice. And 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 not just this, but like I really started just practicing like receiving touch and intimacy in in a in a safe way, you know, mm. like having conversations with partners, like. And just practicing, like, what am I a yes to? Oh, I just, you know, I'd like to just kiss for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Or will you rub my back, you know, or just making requests like that, that then opened me up, you know, now I have like the most mind blowing sex, right? (laughs) But I had to start with like really like sim- simplicity. Yeah. You know, and I still go back to that. I I don't um I'm always checking in with my body about what I'm a yes to and what I'm a no to. I want to pause for a moment because that's really big. You yeah. have everyone listening, mm-hmm. you have choice. You have choice. What am I a yes to? And what am I a no to? Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I want to remind everybody of, because I do have a lot of listeners where betrayal trauma, relational trauma is something that is real in their life. And how did they bring this back into their life as women, 
or as men. There are a lot of men listeners that have experienced it as well. And one of the things that I will say is exactly what you said, start small because it, there is no small, right? But start simple. It's not yeah. small, start simple. Start simple. Start simple. <laughs> Kissing for five minutes, having somebody just hold you. Yeah. That is intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, also creating that intimacy um, with yourself. Yeah, exactly. Just like play a gorgeous song for five minutes and stand naked in front of the mirror, you know, and just like feel your body Mm -hmm. take in the wonder that it is and like, let yourself see yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, like that is so healing. Um, or even just, uh, you know, one of the things that I have a lot of my clients do is to start a self-pleasure practice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I had so much resistance to this, <laughs> you know, be- again, because I could not feel anything. And I was doing the thing that we're conditioned to do, which is like, oh, like you're supposed to have an orgasm, right? And it's like, I was not having an orgasm. (laughs) So I was like, I'm just going to set myself up for failure if I'm trying to self-pleasure. Or yeah, I mean, you know, it's like use a vibrator, you know, all these things in the world that we are taught and like how it's supposed to look. But, you know, the thing that I have my clients do is just start really like slowly just touching your clitoris, like, you know, like this, you know, they're not going to see the video probably, but like, just like almost like the way that as gentle as you would stroke your eyelash. Yes. Yeah. Oh, just like, let yours do it for five minutes and just start to notice, you know, oh, wow. What's there? And if you feel numb, that's perfect. If you feel some pain, that's perfect. If you feel electricity and turn on, that's perfect. You know, but you got to be willing to just be with whatever comes up. So I'm going to share something with you that is fascinating that you're bringing this up because um, (laughs) on my retreats, because we have so many women I'm like my June retreat is all women. Um, But the retreat that we just came from as well, um, we had women and men, but the women gathered and we had these deep conversations and it turned to sex. Um, And this happens a lot of times on many of my retreats where we feel finally open and free to talk about something that we have been conditioned to not speak about. And when you've lived through grief or anything like that, it's putting the muzzle on something that is also so important in our life. Yeah. Only create more trauma within our life. Mm-hmm. And I remember one conversation where a girl had a woman um, had lost her husband and she had been in tremendous grief and he was the only man she'd ever been with. Oh. And she was, so he passes away. And so she's thinking, okay, do you, can I, can I experience this again? First of all, can I ever experience the love and the intimacy with somebody like I did my husband? Mm. But then also, how am I supposed to go through this when he was the only man that I ever was with 
And she had waited until she got married to actually be with him, uh-huh. right? Because of her, because of her, um, her uh, belief and her religious belief. So now she's sitting there going, okay, I have never touched myself before. And this is the only man that's ever touched me. So how do I go and maneuver through all of this when I'm also grieving my husband and I, I want to be felt again. I want to be intimate again. And is that even okay to be intimate and felt again by another man? Mm. when I have lost the man of my dreams. Mm. And so we, <clears throat> we had a conversation about it. God, I love this woman so much because she opened up in a different way. And she said that that's where she started. She started with her own self-touch yeah. and she realized that the way that for her to heal was also to receive from self. Mm-hmm. And so that's how she began. It was this very simple process of just feeling who she is, touching herself, yeah. different parts of her body yeah. and knowing that, you know, she is loved by self so much that then she could heal through that process and step into feeling loved by another human being, by another man again. And it was really interesting hearing her whole process. It's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, oh, yes. I, I, in this conversation right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love this. Con- I love this conversation and she sounds amazing, you know, oh. to really be able to like go inward like that. And, um, and one of the things I talk about is just like, you know, touching yourself the way that a lover might touch you, you know, which is something I've gotten in deeper touch with in the pandemic. Um, you know, <laughs> Hopefully we're going to be opening up like yeah. fully soon. I mean, yeah, totally. But, you know, especially in some of those earlier stages in the pandemic, it's like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, um, we have to take responsibility for our own pleasure. Yeah. And um, I, I come across women a lot in my work, you know, they're like, oh, well, I don't know. Like my man can't do this for me, you know, like he's not turning me on. And I'm like, girl, you got to turn yourself on <laughs> if he um, or she, depending on your partner preferences, ever is going to stand a chance of having intimacy with you. And like, if you can't do it for yourself, then how can you expect somebody else to, you know? Well, how do you know what you like? How do you know what you are, is desiring to do? Yeah. So I think it's um, that, yeah, this conversation of just creating practices with yourself um, is uh, yeah, it's so, it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. So you go and get into this line of work because (laughs) (laughs) of what you've experienced. Yeah. I mean, I, and it's funny because for the first like two or three, two or three years of me, um, you know, sort of going down this sexual exploration and sort of awakening path. Like I, I was coaching. Um, I was, I was actually a life and business success coach at the time. So I worked a lot around entrepreneurship and, you know, women leaders. And I loved that. Right. 
Um, and then last year, I, but sort of on, not on the side, but you know, my whole personal life was this whole like sexual journey. So, you know, some of that was like coming out very lightly in my business. You know, I would talk about the feminine and, you know, it was certainly, you can't even, you just can't keep any, something like that trapped in you, but it was, <laughs> it was like starting to come out of my business. And then last year during the, the pandemic, I just realized that I wanted to like come out around this in a much more overt way. You know, like, I'm like, I ended up having all these conversations with my clients anyways, but I'm like, no, I want women to like come to me now because of this. And so that's really when I just said, okay, I'm going to just really come out with my story. And I just started sharing. And now the whole internet knows, like I'm the woman who, you know, had not had an orgasm as of the age of 32. (laughs) And, and so it's really become, you know, the center of, of the work that I do, you know, because I just reached a point where I was like, oh, I can't keep this it's, there's no lid that I want to put on this. (laughs) Well, I, I just, I really, I want to come back to that as well, because I think for so many people, it's so common, first of all, right? Like it's so freaking common. And then you add all of the deepest things that would have happened to so many of us on top of that. Mm-hmm. And we continuously tell ourselves, I'm broken, it's wrong, it's me, I'm the person, blah, blah, blah. And this is where I, if this, if this message does anything for anybody, I want you to know, <laughs> this is like, this is, this is like, this is the piece here. You are not alone, first of all. You are not broken. It is not your fault. Yeah. There are so many, and the most important piece is, if you're hearing this and you're sitting there going, okay, yeah, that's me. And okay, now's the time for you to look at it. Now is the time for us to seriously address and to trust ourselves that we can walk through this as well. Yeah. There is light. There is light. There is light. I never, I don't know if you know this about me, but I, <laughs> this is actually humorous. I, uh, for the longest time, um, for a number of years, I wore all black. I drove a black car. Every one of my cars was black. I never did my nails. I never had my hair, like never did my hair. I would go get it colored and it would look great that day. And then I never did anything to it. It was like, okay, well that one day out of the $300 that I spent on my hair looked really good. Um, Didn't wear dresses. It was, I was always in, you know, just the most basic and I felt like I couldn't tap into my femininity. I felt like I was having this block mm-hmm. and it didn't have, it didn't, the beauty of my trauma more than anything. Well, there's many, many beauties to my trauma. I will yeah. say to all of our traumas, one of the most beautiful thing about it was that I got to reconnect with that femininity within me. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation with a coach myself and she kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me on it. Thankfully, she was, it wasn't pushing me. She was putting the mirror up to me and saying, let's look at this. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. And I now realized, and I did realize through that, through that time, I was probably, this was probably four years ago that it really struck 
where I went, oh my gosh, this is all connected. This mm-hmm. is all connected. My intimacy issues that i had had from 17, my sex issues from when I was 17, my thinking my body was broken from when I was 17, my looking at, okay, well, I was used and thrown off the side of the road, so whatever, at 17, and then feeling the same way at 40-something, right? And like all of the things were connected. And I had to look at all of that in order to do my deepest healing. And I had to sit with it and say, all of this masculine energy that I've been bringing forth it's not serving me. It's not serving me. Yeah. And it's time that I now step into this feminine side of me and this, this woman that is literally clawing from the inside out, wanting <laughs> to be heard. Literally freaking clawing. Clawing to get way out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and um, I, I so relate to that, you know, and, and for me, what I've distinguished is that my masculine side of me, I mean, it, it really sort of carried my life for most of my life, you know, because I had such a deep distrust of the masculine in the world. Right. You know, I, I shared a little bit, you know, I had a difficult relationship with my father and, and, over the years, we've actually done a lot of healing, um, which is, you know, a whole other conversation. Um, but I never let my feminine like lead and surrender and relax, you know, like I, on paper or like in a photograph, I might've looked feminine, right? Like I could wear some high heels and prance around New York, but underneath that was just like a lot of hard work and just this like efforting and holding that I was doing everywhere in my life, you know? And so then you see how that shows up in relationships with men. I would get into these relationships and it's like, what what do I even need a man for? Right. <laughs> if, right. If I'm not going to let him hold the masculine pull. What the hell? What are we doing here? <laughs> right. 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 What a dance we put ourselves into. <laughs> yeah, it's like what a it's, dance. <laughs> it's hilarious, and I can spot it from a mile away. You know, and these are, yeah. I mean, and gosh, I these are the women that I now attract into my sphere. Of course, right? Like really high achieving women that like have it all together, and they have it all figured out, and all buttoned up, and on their to do list, and it's like. Oh, everything in that is so tight. You know? And so I'm just like, okay, how do we, how do we expand here? How do we open? How do we trust that we can actually be held? (laughs) Yes. There are so many things in that statement. The trust, the being held, the opening up. Uh, There's the, the, the tight, like that is, Everything was always buttoned up for me. I always had everything buttoned up. And let me tell you, I could clean a house faster and more proficiently. And and let me tell you, everything was spotless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my home is so not that way anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My home is so not that way. And those were the expectations to keeping things tight and buttoned up and put in a certain way, right? Uh, and it's, it's just the femininity side of all of this is so huge. Um, 
because I, I know for myself, my masculine side was, was also keeping me safe. Right. And I felt like I couldn't, it was that trust factor. Like I didn't, it, I couldn't, I couldn't open up because it was a piece of myself that I had never looked at and healed from. Yeah. You just do, you just create, you just, you just fix, you just, you know, you, you put up, you put up, you put up, and then that's what keeps us safe. Right. Well, and, and I think that, you know, what I want, um, high achieving women to hear is like your achievement is not bad. It's awesome. Right. It's, it's, it's amazing. And if you relate to that, right. If you would put yourself in that, like I'm go getter high achiever, you got to really slow down and look at what is the foundation of that. You know, because like what I found is so much of the time that high achievement, perfection, that whole thing is just on top of a bed of trauma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there's a way where like you got to dismantle that sometimes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and, and do, you know, so much of, you know, the work that you do and the work that I do really to like dismantle all those thought patterns. Right. And then you can come home to what is actually real and true. And what wants to come out of you. And when you're saying high achieving, I think of high achieving as it's not even about the, um, the woman in, in the career. It's not even about that. It's not that type of high achieving. I think of high achieving as the high achieving mom, the right. high achieving PTA woman, the high achieving, keeping the home together. So buttoned up that you walk in and you just, it's just sparkly. Right. I mean, I think of like the high achieving of, of anything where it is almost type A, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, I mean, this can show up in so many different ways, mm-hmm. you know, and, and again, it's not like, I want, I want to be very clear. This is not bad. You know, I'm like, no, I, I really, um, you know, I achieved quite a bit in my former corporate career. I rocked it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like sort of a road to burnout for me. Um, and So coming home to my body, like that is now my guide. Like that's how I make my business decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I'm like, okay, what this thing like sounds really cool. Okay. I don't know. Is that just the thing that sounds cool to my ego or is that an actual desire? Right. No, because desire lives in the body. Yes. And you just can't, um, you can't fake it. <laughs> that's my, that's my favorite thing is I'm like, well, I, I, I will always know the truth. Right. And the truth is just, you can decide for yourself, whatever the truth is. But for me, my truth is my body. Yes. And that's really the thing I teach women. It's beautiful. That's what we do Mm -hmm. out in nature as well. You said something that I just want to come back to as well. And it was about the high achieving. um, And then it was about the burnout Mm. because it leads to burnout. And, uh, you know, (laughs) I see many, many men and women that are burned out. 
And when starting to feel burned out, they numb out. Mm-hmm. And then the numb out only, what does that do to the trauma? It also pushes it down that much more. Yep. And then it's this cycle. And then it's the cycle of push down, numb out, push down, numb out, push down, numb out, right? Because we continuously, continuously stay in that achievement mode, right? Which then takes us back all the way through. Well, yeah. And you, there's also this, this thought pattern that I, that I know I had, and I think many of my clients have, which is like, Oh, well, I will relax when I blah, blah, blah. (laughs) when I uh, go on maternity leave, when I quit my job, when, once this project is over, you know, my life is really going to be great. (laughs) Well, okay. I'm going to fess up here and say that I definitely sometimes fall into that category and then I take a pause back. Right. And then it's like, oh, yeah. like, what the hell? I'm back to where I was, Sarah. Stop it. <laughs> oh, no, it's totally normal. Me too. All the time. Right. And, and so, you know, I'm sure you have this experience too, but anytime I get into that, I'm like, okay, <laughs> what does my body want right now in this moment? <laughs> Like yeah. I, have, you know, I have a pretty long to-do list here. I've got a lot of, I know you're put, putting out a lot of stuff in the world and me too. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what, what is left and what is right. And but I had like a free hour before this conversation with you, you know, and I, I, I looked down at my to-do list and I was like, Hmm. And then I was like, wow, I, I can't actually do that right now. I literally just like needed to dance. I love it. <laughs> I went paddling. <laughs> I went paddling. I went, I danced on my paddleboard. That's what I did. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, well, that's all that stuff. It's gonna happen. I trust. It's just, it's all gonna work out. Um, but I will not sacrifice my body for any amount of whatever wants to be in the world. Yeah. Amen, sister. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm right there with you. That's just it. I we have sacrificed enough. Like I think that <laughs> I think that that is like a true statement right there. I have sacrificed enough, and so you know it's interesting you bring this up though because I had a client actually that had to move her um, earlier appointment, and so I, I and you know what's interesting is last night when I went to sleep I was thinking oh my gosh I looked at my calendar for today I'm like I am backed up back 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 yeah. doing all of like meetings and all of the things and I'm like oh if only I had an extra hour in there and then I woke up this morning and here I saw an email can we move my can we move my appointment I was like uh yes please yes, please and so instead of taking that hour and doing that whole way of what I would once do which was the masculine do 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 get all these things done yeah. the list I grabbed my paddleboard and I went out on the ocean and I was like, mm-hmm, it's time for me just to be with me. And so, <laughs> yes, that's reconnecting. Yeah. It's like, um, you're, you're not going to get that, uh, hour back, you know, when you like check into heaven, it's not like, oh, well, you know, you, uh, you, that one hour, that random day in April of 2021, <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for really doing your to-do list. <laughs> exactly. 
but I will remember dancing on my board. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, totally. I believe so that. I want to, so let's dive in because we are going to be wrapping up in a few moments. Um, ah. I want to dive into, what would you say to those women? Um, I, I, we're going to speak to women specifically right now only yeah. because the, these conversations that I'm having are mostly with women um, who have been through traumas, betrayal, relational assaults, yeah. you know, maybe it was verbal, maybe it was physical, who knows, um, speak to them and give them some, some advice or some tools on how, and you've already, you already started talking about this and how to get back to that place of deep understanding of self connection with body connection with mind, heart, soul, spirit, and also starting to heal that part of themselves where they do feel broken, where they do feel I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. I'm not loved. I'm not seen. I'm not heard. I'm not felt. Yeah. Whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, the, one of the first things I would say is to get in community with women. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> like, and I don't, you know, there's a lot of ways to do this. Um, and, you know, I know this is part of the reason that you run group experiences. And, and that's for me too, why I run, you know, group experiences for women. But, you know, you can find, you can <laughs> gather the women in your life, you know, but really find women who can actually hold you in this and that you can be honest with, you know, and, and just start practicing sharing vulnerably, you know, really like let them in and let them hold you cry in their arms. Like the, the experience of being held by other women is medicine you know, yes. so whatever you have to do, gather, gather your women around you. Um, and then, you know, once you have your, your little woman crew, like one of the practices I like to give my clients um, is to, is a rage practice. So, you know, sort of sounds like what you like to do in, in nature, but, you know, gather like all of your pillows and just like whatever, you know, stuff that you can rip apart, you know, and really like move, feel your anger, you know, get a cool, like I have all sorts of playlists that I like to give my clients, you know, but really like be with your anger that then turns into, you know, sadness and grief and like, let yourself move through that. And if you can do this with other women and you know, the, the other thing I would say is to, like I said this earlier, is to get in a relationship, um, you know, with your clitoris. Um, the clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings. Its only function is pleasure. And so, again, you can start small, five minutes of just stroking your own clitoris very tenderly. This is not about like have an orgasm. It's literally just, Oh, just let myself feel. What do I feel there? And then you can actually start healing some of this stuff. If you put it into your intention, 
when you are self-pleasuring. So, oh wow, that thing somebody said to me in seventh grade, like, I want to move through that, set that as your intention or the feeling of I'm not good enough, or I'm not pretty enough, or I don't deserve a partner, um, or I'm not safe, you know, whatever all the stuff is that comes up about your body, right? Just set an intention to start moving through some of that in your self-pleasure practice. And that, I mean, that is so healing if you give it to yourself. It is. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's the, that's the main, um, the main practices that I would give and, and to just um, really take slowing down seriously. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Like whatever you have to do (laughs) this, like, go, 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 go thing. It's not serving you. Give yourself way more time than is like comfortable for you and just practice with that. If you're one of those people that eats lunch at your desk and is like rushing through things, give yourself an hour or 90 minutes for lunch as a practice. (laughs) Make yourself go outside, you know, like really stretch your capacity to, you know, ha- to have space for yourself. Yeah. I'd love to hear from everybody um, about that mm. because I think it's, it's um, you, you really brought up some very, very good things for people to look at and to sit with and to do. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. It's so necessary. And this conversation is so necessary. And it's really coming at a time when so many of my clients are bringing this up with me. Those who have been, like I said, who's, who just been through trauma where they're just sitting with it going, how do I move this through? What do I do? 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 So I really appreciate you. I very much appreciate you. And I appreciate the work that you're doing with women. Mm. Thank you so much. The feeling is mutual. Thank you. So tell our listeners, um, give us a sneak peek into the things that you're doing um, and what you're launching out there or what you have, where people can find you. All the things. All the things. Yes. Um, Well, uh, so first thing is um, y'all should go listen to my interview of Sarah on my Oh, so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, which is called any way you want it. Um, so we have conversations about desire and pleasure and just living your life all out unapologetically. Mm-hmm. Um, As we all know, Sarah likes to do that. There is into that. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's one thing. And then, um, you know, I have really gotten down with, uh, with Instagram these days. I just in the past, like nine months or so, I'm like, this is like one of my home bases on the internet. Um, and then I also, um, maybe we can, we'll probably put a link in the show notes, um, for my desire guide, uh, which is, just like five practices um, to, to just support you to get out of your head into your body is everything that I have learned over the past, you know, five years of doing this work. Um, and then that also subscribes you to my email list. And I have got to say 
my email list is on fire right now. Like I am done. Really? I I've realized I'm a prolific writer. And I'm like, I am owning that and just saying exactly what is on my mind. And people are like, whoa, where did this woman come from? I love it. So so that's another fun way to connect. And then um, I think this is probably going to come out in May, right? So um, I'm going to be running a women's experience in May, but this may be too late um, for that. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I'll just say, we'll, anyway. see. we'll, see. we'll see. Maybe we'll um, just, shove, maybe we'll just like, if that's the case, we'll just, yeah, just push it out. Who push knows? It out. Um, <laughs> we can do whatever we want. You know that, right? <laughs> we're, the we're the bosses. Um, we're the bosses. so the, yeah, the, the experience that I'm launching <laughs> is called the awakening and it is a one month experience for women to just get into their desire right? If you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start with my desire and my body. Um, this is, I, I created this as a new offering for all the women I have in my orbit who are just like, wait, where do I start? So that's happening in May. Um, right. And then my more intensive program, which um, called Cocoon, starts in August. And that's a six-month program um, where women just get to be held in a cocoon. So it's like you get to feel really safe and held and loved by women. And you get to come out, you know, turned on and lit up and living by your desire. And, And not just, it's not just about, you know, in the bedroom or in your sexuality. It's like, how do you bring that energy everywhere in your life and let it fuel your life? Mm, so good. So good. Yeah. Did you give us your handle on Instagram? What is it again? Oh, yeah. It's um, it's Kaylin McDuff. That is great. Okay. Yeah. Kaylin McDuff. So find me there. Um, and then you can also book, uh, if you do want to talk about your desire, um, in my Instagram bio is like a little place to book a desire call with me and we can just sort you out. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. This was such a great conversation. Thank you for being on with me and you are a beautiful soul. Just a beautiful Mm -hmm. beautiful soul. Thank you for following your heart in your desire to do the work that you do today. Mm, Thank you so much, Sarah. You are such a gift. So are you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I am grateful to have you here, and I would love to invite you over to sarahsholtoncrans.com to grab my free seven steps to a joy-filled life. I share these seven steps from my own heart, soul, and experience. These steps transformed my own life from victim to survivor. Also, please, let's all be a ripple effect of change in today's world. I ask of you to please share this podcast with others that may need to be inspired or who need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review Go to my Instagram or Facebook page and let me know what you think. I love hearing from each and one of you. I love sharing your thoughts, messages, and inspiring words. Because we are not alone in this world, friends. Let's keep the ripple moving. It begins with each one of us. I love you and have a great remainder of your day.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.